Hey there, we are Rob and Joanna Teigen. Welcome back to the Growing Home Together podcast. We've been married for over 30 years and we've parented our five kids through all the ages and stages. We're excited to share our passion for caring for the soul of your family with you. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoy this episode. Thank you so much, friends, for joining us for the Growing Home Together podcast today. If you've joined us in the past um, or you're a part of the Growing Home Together community, you know how much Rob and I value the power of prayer. I mean, in fact, the majority of our published book projects are resources to help couples and parents just like us to pray for the needs of their families. We believe that prayer is an essential way to invite God's power and wisdom into our marriages and into our relationship with our kids. And that's right. But I think for a lot of us, we can think that prayer is kind of an one-size-fits-all in our faith in God. And we can think that when it comes to prayer, that we're somehow getting it wrong or failing uh, that part of our Christian life. And that's why we're so excited to welcome Janet McHenry back to the podcast today. She's going to share how each of us is unique in our personalities and in the way we connect with God through prayer. It's not about doing it right or wrong. It's about praying in line with how God has created us. And her perspective will definitely grow our hope and confidence in prayer today. Yeah, that's right. Um, Janet is a national speaker who has authored 27 books, including Prayer Walk, and her newest title, You Are Gonna Love, called Praying Personalities. Uh, Janet serves on the California Leadership Team for the National Day of Prayer, and she has been helping others to build their lives on prayer for over 20 years. So thank you so much, Janet, for joining us today. I'm so excited to be back with you, Joanna and Rob. Um, Thank you for having me. Oh, yeah, Janet, it uh, has been so fun getting to to know you and be friends with you these last few years. And I was just hoping before we get started that you could maybe take us back to the beginning to why you became so passionate about the topic of prayer and helping others grow in their prayer life. Can you tell us a little bit about that story? Well, you could almost say that it was rather accidental. Uh, I had been suffering with uh, weight gain and aches and pains and huffing and puffing going up and down stairs. And the worst moment was when I stepped out my back door one day and found myself in a crumpled heap because my knee had given way. So I knew I needed to do something about my health, but I also knew that for some time, God had been calling me to spend more time in prayer with him. So I decided to get up a little bit earlier the next day and go out walking before I got ready for work, and then just sort of take care of prayer along the way. Pray for my kids, my marriage, my job as a high school English teacher. But that all changed one day when I was walking in our little town here in the Sierra Valley in Northern California, and I saw a young man before six o'clock in the morning even hand over his little blanketed baby girl to Cheryl, the daycare worker up on the sidewalk. And that little girl said, bye, daddy, I love you. And I knew right at that moment that God had me out on the streets less for the minus of my prayers, but more for the needs of others. So I began opening up my eyes and praying for people like him, commuters heading off to Reno, wouldn't see their children for 11 hours that day. And I began praying for the people in the homes and the teachers around the schools as I walked around the schools and the business people as I walked past their little businesses on our main street. And so 
taking care of prayer again um, became prayer walking, um, which Steve Hawthorne, the author, says is praying on site with insight. And that led me to kind of a, a quest, you know, a, a pilgrimage to learn more about prayer. And I began studying uh, studying prayer throughout God's word from uh, Genesis all the way to Revelation. Every year, read it, and and I ask God to show me more about what it means to be his child and to communicate with him. I love that. And I just love, I mean, really a whole library of resources that you have created to help people like us celebrate prayer, participate in prayer, learn more about just how God's arms are open to us. I just love it. And Rob and I, we just feel so spoiled getting to do this job of podcasting because <laughs> we got a sneak peek into your upcoming book, um, Praying Personalities. And I have to say, it is not like any other prayer book that I've seen. It helps us to understand not just the wide variety of ways that we can meet with God in prayer, but this idea that each of us has a unique prayer style in how we get close to God. And that was a whole new idea for me. Can you share how you discovered the connection between our personality and our praying? Well, uh, as enthusiastic as I was about prayer walking, and as I began to write about it and speak about it, I would always find that there was someone who said, but Janet, what do I do? I can't walk. And so I began to kind of growingly experience the understanding that perhaps it has something to do with our personality. Because we have people in our Christian walk who say, you know, you should have a prayer closet and go there every day for an hour to pray, right? There was even a movie about that. Right. <laughs> and then some people say, no, you should journal your prayers. You should write them all out in a journal every single day. And then other people say, well, you should have a notebook and keep them organized. And then some people say, well, I just pray on the go. Is that all right? And it began to be kind of a growing understanding as I was looking at biblical praying styles that, oh, my goodness, that so many of the characters we read about in the Bible approach God in different kinds of ways. If you look at those praying conversations, they're all different in some aspect. And so I began to think, oh, God, <laughs> you've created us each uniquely and so perhaps there is a unique way that we also will approach you in terms of how we pray. Wow, that's kind of a neat filter to run our Bible reading through to examine the characters in Scripture through that lens of how are they engaging with God in prayer. Is there a certain example of someone in Scripture that comes to mind? Well, if we think about Moses or um, characters like Moses or Adam or Job or Gideon, they were more cerebral in the way that they approach God. You know, they may have had a running conversation, an argument like Moses, well, you know, uh, an argument with him as to why he couldn't lead the Israelites out of captivity or Job, kind of a thinker. And he's trying to understand, you know, through his prayers, his, his arguments as to why God has brought all of this pain upon him or Gideon sort of bargained with God. So those are kind of cerebral kind of prayers. And then there were uh, some in the Bible who are more emotive, more emotional in terms of the way they express. I mean, David danced in praise and worship, and he wrote 75 of the Psalms, many of which are laments. And then we have Hannah who said, 
look on my misery. And, but then she turns around and God answers her prayer. And she says, my heart rejoices. <laughs> so we have those who are more emotional or emotive in orientation. And then I noticed a couple other kinds of prayers in the Bible, like the devotional types, like Abraham was called friend of God. He was devoted to God and to prayer. He was actually the first to intercede for anyone else. And uh, Deborah, the thankful poet, or, uh, you know, people like uh, Daniel, who was uh, a very disciplined kind of prayer. They're all devotionally kind of oriented in terms of how they approach God. And then lastly, we have physical prayers. People like uh, Ezra, Nehemiah, Esther, they were all fasters, right? They fasted in prayer. And then Joshua, what I noticed about him was God spoke, he obeyed. (laughs) How simple was that, right? Uh, He was kind of a man of few words. There was one point where he kind of argued with God. He said, well, you kind of questioned him a little bit, but God spoke, he obeyed. (laughs) So perhaps there are some of us who are just more, you think about your own children, right? Or some are more kinesthetic in nature. So perhaps they are going to be people when they pray that they are just going to want to lie flat on the ground or on their knees. It's just going to be more of a natural posture for them. Yeah, oh, that's helpful. Thanks. That's so great. I mean, I, I think it just is a reminder, just as you talk through kind of the, the prayer personalities, how God makes us each so unique, and yet he wants us to come together in that uniqueness and express our glory to him, you know, out of our uniqueness. And and one thing I love about your book is how you basically give us this collection of personality assessments to help us get to know ourselves better. And um, I think, you know, I love those kind of things in business, but then I think why not apply those things to our prayer life too? So can can you tell us about your expertise in these assessments and why a personality test can be such an asset um, for us to take a hold of, you know, especially in our even our prayer life? Well, I am a uh, certified trained personalities presenter, but I also have been fascinated with the concept of personalities for for decades. And it was actually a turning point in my younger adult years when I studied the classic Greek temperaments. And there were many, many books that came out at that time in the Christian industry, you know, that uh, and truly helped me understand, first off, that there was nothing necessarily inherently wrong with me because I felt like I was not that joy like a fountain person. I was not like that peace like a river person. I was not the love like the ocean person. So I'm like, who am I, God? Am I good enough for you to serve you? So the studying of the personalities helped me get to a point where I actually could say, oh, God, (laughs) there is potential in me. Thank you for creating me who I am. And now I want to really give myself over to your lordship in my life. Use me where I am and help me understand more about my strengths, but also my weaknesses so that I can overcome those and serve you better. Yeah, that's really good. You know, I'm thinking about our marriage and it's not news to anybody that a basic understanding of 
our personalities can kind of help smooth out the rough edges in your relationship, right? So on the show, we've talked before about how, say, an introvert or an extrovert can bridge their differences or how a couple can move closer when they have different ways of expressing their feelings or maybe they have different love languages. Uh, So how can a better understanding of our personality and our prayer personality maybe help us in our prayers as a couple? Because I know praying together as a couple is just so foundational to our families. Well, I think once you understand that and recognize the differences that you have in personality, you're going to also understand that there are going to be different ways that you pray. And so someone who is an extreme extrovert and is comfortable around people They love praying in group settings. They want to get the whole family together in the living room and then let's pray. And then the introverted folks, (laughs) whether that be the other spouse or, you know, one or more of the children are like, oh, no, not this. (laughs) You know, they would (laughs) they would simply like mom or dad to come into the bedroom and pray for them. So if we have that understanding about that there are differences in personalities. He's an extrovert, I'm an introvert, or the other way around, that we're gonna, that's gonna dovetail into how we approach spiritual disciplines in our lives, like prayer and study of God's word. And uh, just to have that understanding of what our comfort zone or our particular needs are. And uh, for me, I call myself a problem solving kind of prayer. Prayer is problem solving. If I see a need on Facebook or something like that, or I'm charged of several different prayer chains, I just start, I pray right then and there. I don't put it off. I don't think, oh, I'm going to write it. I'm going to journal it out. I'm going to stick it in my, stick it in my notebook. I pray right then and there. So for me, I, I take my prayers to the street. I prayer walk. Uh, I have prayer reminders all around the place. Um, But that would not be a comfort zone for my husband. For him, he is what I call a peace seeker kind of prayer. And so what for him, prayer will bring about peace. I saw this uh, happen in his life where we'd gone through a a really difficult time together uh, because of a, a legal case that he went through. And as we were going to the courtroom that day, I had I got out my um, Streams in the Desert book that I had gone recently gone through page after page, and I'd underlined them. And I used the scriptures and those teachings to actually pray out loud. And I saw him just sigh, you know, and sigh again. All that the tension was being released because for him, again, prayer brings peace. So there, those are just a couple of examples of how we can differ with one another and that understanding is going to help us kind of support one another in our spiritual growth. That's great. Yeah. I, once again, it's uh, seeking to understand and come together under that and not uh, necessarily change uh, the other person, but see how our, our unique, the unique ways God made us um, can bring us together. I love that. You know, Joanne always teases me um, because sometimes I just cannot sit still for very long. Uh, most of the time, if I don't uh, <laughs> change my activity about every 20 minutes, I get really restless. And so, you know, I might be more likely to share in a long, you know, a good conversation over a long walk versus uh, sitting on the couch. Um, so I appreciate how you talked about the connection between the spiritual and the physical in the book. What would you say to a person like me who might need more physical movement during prayer 
and how this can help Joanna better understand me as well. Yeah, well, I'm have a similar kind of personality, Rob. <laughs> so for me, I take my prayers to the street and I'm interested as I'm walking, I'm interceding for whatever God puts within my path. But someone uh, also could uh, you could get on the treadmill and you're you're there, you're listening to worship music, perhaps, or you're simply, you know, taking your concerns about your family, thinking through them from from the oldest to the youngest and any grandchildren, you know, as they fall into the line. You also might appreciate the opportunity to have reminders posted around the house. I'll have sticky notes here and there of folks, you know, my refrigerator or bathroom mirror, or I actually keep lists of sticky notes in my uh, calendar where, you know, I'm daily have my tasks laid out that I need to do, but there are those prayer requests there too. So it's, I, I love those kinds of visual kind of reminders, but also the perhaps um, another way to think about um, someone who's kind of more physically oriented is to, to think, consider the opportunity to fast. And that um, helps us to set aside some of those earthly kinds of needs that we have and then so for the purpose of focusing on God. Because uh, I know that in my life, that I I just want to go, go, go. I have a list of tasks that I need to jump from one right after the other throughout the day. And so I need that kind of space where I have to slow down and actually begin focusing on the Lord and, and Him. And fasting does provide that opportunity. So just a few ideas, a labyrinth. Um, for, uh, I'm not a labyrinth kind of person, but um, those who are more kind of physically oriented, you know, that, that can be something and you can create one in your backyard um, with stones or just in the way that you mow the lawn. <laughs> hmm. That could be something like that. That's great. Yeah. Or kneel or bow. Um, some people, I think uh, it would be challenging for them to actually get down on their knees, but you think of it, is there another physical way that you can express prayer? Yeah, that's good. That's helpful. I can try to keep some of those tips in mind then maybe to bring a fresh approach to praying with you, honey. Yeah. If you ever, <laughs> if you ever uh, think you might get excited about praying while you're mowing the lawn, you know, you can, you can take, take that work on any time. Oh, but you do it so well. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I am in charge of our lawns and I call it spiritual exercise. Oh, so. there we go. I do love mowing the lawn, actually. I, yeah. it's, uh... <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah. You have me thinking a little bit like Rob likes lists and he likes to know what's ahead for the day. And I can sometimes be a little bit more spontaneous. And so I'm thinking about how does that play into prayer? And I think we have kind of figured out how to strike a balance now that I think about it, uh, where once a week we have a planned prayer time with each other, but then we've built in more and more kind of a habit of spontaneous prayer, where if a need kind of comes across our path, we we know we'll get distracted or put it off. So we just drop everything and pray over it right then and there. So yeah, trying to be kind of sensitive to even those aspects of our personality, right? For sure. Yeah. One other thing that I appreciate in your book, Janet, is how you make this connection between our spiritual gifting and the way that we pray. And that is a whole new idea to me too. We were hoping that you could unpack that a little bit for us. You know, I don't uh, know where exactly that came from, but I, it was just a thought, you know, that I had in terms of 
oh, could there be, should there be a connection in some kind of way that uh, our spiritual giftings could tie to the the way that we actually are naturally drawn to prayer? And so I looked at um, the three different classifications for spiritual gifts, ministry gifts, manifestation gifts, and motivational gifts. And I only used scripture <laughs> as I was looking at those to try to dig in and understand um, the actual terms themselves and then look at um, how Paul demonstrated those because he is the writer uh, who expressed in Ephesians 4, Romans 12, and 1 Corinthians 12 what the spiritual gifts are. And and then you can go from there and and then understand ex- more about each of those and their purpose. So um, I think questions that we can ask ourselves first, uh, and that's what I tried to do with each of uh, the personalities as well. I tried to get down to the bare bones questions behind any of those kinds of assessments. So I did that with, minis- with the spiritual gifts as well. And uh, so we can ask ourselves, why do you do what you do? Why do you do? I mean, why, why do you, uh, or why are you involved with leadership in your church? Why um, do you sense that God has given you the gift of wisdom? You know, how does this actually connect with what you do? What seems most natural to you? And then to also think about, you know, what motivates you? And um, how does love, what does love have to do to that? Love of God, love of people. Um, do you want to strengthen people? How do you want to serve God? Um, and then also, are you word oriented or more deed oriented? And then so ultimately, we're using those giftings for the glorification of the Lord. But um, how could, if I have that gift of teaching, what kinds of natural kind of praying styles should I think about in it for that kind of uh that kind of gifting. And certainly I think, for example, I, I think God's gifted me with teaching. And so I feel very much uh, that my prayers need to be um, centered on God's word. So that's why I have this compulsion to read through the Bible every year for greater understanding of, of God's love story about us, but, and his desire to communicate with us because after all, he initiated the conversation, right? And the National Day of Prayer people do this. You know, we focus on scripture and to actually help kind of form our prayers. So it's, it was just that kind of research, just digging into God's word for that part of the book. And then thinking, well, what kinds of prayer would naturally sync with those kinds of giftings? Yeah, I I really appreciated that you put that in there as well. I was kind of, you know, when I was started reading it, I was just kind of thinking in terms of the personality types. And then I loved that I came to that. And I'm like, because of course, that has is a large component to the that whole thing as well. So that was was really helpful also. And I also love that in the book, which Joanna and I did take that you, you have a quiz in the back um, to help people get to know their prayer personality, so to speak. So can you share those four types um, that you created and some clues on how to discover those maybe? Give us a little little teaser. <laughs> Absolutely. So, so the four types that I saw 
were first the problem solver. And this person is uh, approaching prayer as a way to solve problems. A problem arises. And so it, she prays. You know, it becomes a natural expression to go to God immediately for prayer. We may have, and I, I identify with this kind of praying personality, we may initially have this human instinct like, I need to fix this. How can I fix this? But if we can turn that around and understand that we're taking these needs to the problem solver, then that's that's the best approach, right? Uh, sure. And that person might want a prayer walk, uh, exercise a prayer out. They might want reminders, um, those kinds of strategies that might be uh, natural for them. I know that for me at church, God lays it on me like she needs prayer. And so I'm greeting a friend in some kind of way. Instead of saying, can I pray for you? I just say, would you let me pray for you? You know, um, or how can I pray for you as opposed to kind of leaving it up in the air? I because I see a need, God gives me that kind of sense. And so I just want to um again help them with the problem that they have. Hmm. Another type uh might be the friend of God. And for that person, prayer is time with God. It's very relational, it's personal. In fact, you know, maybe that person even says, God is my best friend. You know, I have a friend like that. She says, God is my best friend. You know, Jesus is my best friend. And uh, that person might be very kind of expressive physically uh, through worship, loves to pray with other people. My daughter has six kids. Um, she's definitely a friend of God. So, you know, I've we've had this conversation. She's like, Mom, I just don't have time for prayer. I'm like, yeah, you do couple times a week, you're driving all the way to Reno to take your kids for music lessons. That's a whole hour there on the way back. You could just say, hey, Josiah, you know, you start the prayer chain and then you can call on the next one to pray. So it just is like a spontaneous kind of fun activity. They might also want to, you know, phone a friend. If they have a real heavy concern, they, they want a group of people around them. And so phone that friend or, you know, Zoom with a couple people that you love and trust. So that person sees prayer again as a relational kind of an experience. The organized prayer is more introspective, more introverted. Um, they are passionate. They are disciplined. And so for them, lists or having a journal where they're writing out their prayers, they have kind of systems put in place, They that would be a natural way for them to explore that relationship and that conversation with God. Um, they might be that person who has a prayer closet, or maybe it's more like just a really cozy chair, and then all the prayer things are there for them. Um, they might also express themselves in poetry. I have a a friend on the National Day of Prayer team in, here in California, his name is Harry. And by the end of our hour-long weekly phone prayer time that we all have together, someone will say, Harry, do you have a poem? <laughs> and Harry that. does. He has written this beautiful poem. It's usually in iambic. It sounds very Emily Dickinson in nature. But he's he nails, he summar summarily nails exactly how we pray that day. It's quite a gift. Mm. And then there's the the peace seeker again. I think I mentioned this person earlier. This uh, this person sees prayer 
as um, something that brings peace into, you know, into his life. It may be more informal in nature. This person kind of needs a little jumpstart. So perhaps prayer books, you know, books on prayers such as uh, you two put together so beautifully, that would help jumpstart their prayer time or devotional kinds of books. Um, They also might appreciate having prayer apps and if it can buzz them in some way give them a ping of some nature to remind them to pray then that would be a good a good practice as well so just a few glimpses as to how we can differ as people but also find prayer as a natural rhythm in our lives Mm, that's good yeah and you know as a mom um, I'm thinking how I want to help our kids find confidence and excitement about praying too and and letting them know just how much the Lord loves it when uh, he hears their voice. How can an understanding of prayer personalities help me or other parents to encourage our kids as they're learning what it means to pray? Yeah, I just, well, I'm sure that in your family, as you think about your different children, that they're probably all quite different from one another. Oh, yes. We have four kids and each is a different personality. And I wish at the time when we were raising them that I had thought about, oh, so this person is not going to be comfortable if we all gather in the living room together. And now I understand why he was such a jokester and would always tease and poke at his siblings because it was uncomfortable for him. But if I had one-on-one time with him and and got him to open up a little bit and then just said, you know, Sam, that's not his name, (laughs) but Sam, you know, I'm just going to pray for you right now, you know, that that would bring him great peace. So just having that recognition that as we have different personalities, that we're going to have different natural ways of expressing our relationship with God and spending time with him. Yeah, I appreciate that a lot. I know I've noticed with our son, he's he's a deep feeler and very sensitive and more of the introverted prayer like you've been talking about a little bit today. And there's just something interesting where if we're facing each other at the dinner table, he's not going to want to pray for the family at the dinner table. But if you're side by side, like in the car or when you're tucking him in and he doesn't feel like all eyes are on him, it's all in there, you know, and helping him feel like it's okay, you know, that he doesn't have to uh, be the lead person in a group like that. That is helpful. And so that his experiences with prayer can feel more natural and comfortable, right? Yeah. I noticed that as a high school English teacher and I put kids into groups and I would, and I would say, okay, I could assign leaders here, but you already know who you are. So just lead, <laughs> yeah. you know, <laughs> and they would jump in and they take charge. And then I'd say, well, some of you are the note takers. And so, you know who you are, take your notes. <laughs> That's great. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, um, I had mentioned at the beginning of our time, how, um, sometimes we can feel like we're failing in our prayer life maybe. And I think when we f- start feeling that sense of failure, it can kind of shake our confidence, I guess, and our motivation to pray. So how can we break free of that mindset and start to find joy again if we're experiencing that um, in our prayer lives? I think as any kind of um, personality test can be helpful, ultimately, the, the true source of understanding who we are comes from reading God's word 
and having that, those words of God be kind of spoken into us so that we understand, you know, more about who we are, who God's created us to be, what our purpose is, how we best function, all of that. So just really, I think, spending quality time with God every single day, as much as we are possible, you know, that is helpful. Perhaps taking a personality assessment can bring some understanding. But I think ultimately we need to um, also recognize that those are human created, right? (laughs) Um, God's word is really going to be the source of our understanding about who we are and, and how we can how we can communicate best with him. And if we just kind of look at scripture, look at the stories where people were praying, and I think there will be certain characters with whom we resonate, you know, then we can see that freedom that God's given us to express our devotion to him in different kinds of ways. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. Cause I think, you know, you do see that, um, you know, I, I'm always amazed when I read in, in James, when it's talking about, prayer at the end of James, and it talks about Elijah being a man just like us. And you think, oh, really? Really? You know, but then you go mm-hmm. back and you you read the story, and he, he had those moments where he prayed down fire, but he had those moments where he was running <laughs> and trying to figure it out, and, and he couldn't hear uh, God c- correctly, too. You know, he had to, to listen more clearly in his, in his brokenness and his depression and things like that. So, yeah, I love, I love that. Yeah, and just kind of Stepping back a little bit, I think the whole topic of prayer can be a little bit sensitive. And before we step away from this conversation, I was hoping that we could touch on the struggle that we can go through when God doesn't answer our prayers or he answers them in a way that we don't expect. I mean, I'm sure there's parents listening who've been praying for their prodigal child for years, and that is just a hard wait. Um, Or somebody who's asked God for healing, but their loved one didn't get better or the couple who's been praying for a child um, for so long, but they still can't get pregnant. Can you give all of us just a word to kind of keep us going when God says no, or when he asks us to wait after we pray? I think perhaps the most um, profound thing that I've learned about prayer in this study over a couple of decades now is that um, prayer is less about answers and it's more about access. That prayer is meant to be relational. God's initiated the conversation with us. In a Revelation 3.20 says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. <laughs> mm. You know, he's knocking. So the most important part of prayer is that we draw to him, that we um, not allow those answers to distance ourselves from the God who loves us, who sees us, who cares for us, who understands loss who understands waiting, and that um, he is accessible to us in a moment, just a moment of of turning from our cares, our worries, whatever, over to him and laying things there. And um, scripture has lots of promises, you know, like ask going to be given to you, seek and you find, knock on the door, be open to you. And then we get to that place like, but it wasn't God. But what we do have is that relationship with the living, the living creator, the God who sees us, loves us, understands. And I don't think that there's any other source. You know, there's no other human source 
that's going to be better than that. Mm-hmm. That is so true. Thank you. Well, you know, we'd love it if now that we've spent all this time talking about prayer, if we could pray together. Um, would you be willing to pray for our friends listening who really want to experience that gift of prayer more fully in their lives right now? Absolutely. Father God, we um, we thank you, Lord, that you initiated the conversation with us, that you love us, that you want to be a part of our daily lives. Even this morning, God, as I was just jumping into all kinds of tasks, you reminded me in, in your word again that you are here, <laughs> that you are here for me, and that um, you understand that 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 windy road that I'm on, that you, that you can make that straight. You can make that clearer for me, Father God. We thank you for the promises in your word that you can do the impossible. So we trust you for that. Um, you, your word says in Matthew 19, 26, with man, this is impossible, but all things are possible with God. And so we take that to you. And so we do, Lord, we ask. We ask for our children. We ask for our marriages. We ask for our financial situations that we're in. We ask for our health and for the health and of our loved ones, Lord. And we so we take all that and we lay it at your feet and we say, here it is, God, and here I am. And so I trust you to do the impossible. And so, Father God, thank you for um, the gift of your son who created that opportunity to have us a, a personal relationship with you. And may we live out our lives in such a way that we others look at our at us and understand that faith truly does make a difference. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Amen, yes. Um, thank you so much for that. This has been a really um, encouraging conversation, and I'm— Looking for, I've enjoyed uh, the book, but I'm looking forward to going even deeper into it um, as well. So, um, where can people connect with you, Janet, online and also to find out more about um, praying personalities? They can always contact me just about anywhere on social media. It's Janet McHenry, and my website is janetmchenry.com. I love connecting with readers and future readers, and um, do have a monthly mini magazine where I teach a little bit about prayer, but also offer some other fun stuff. So I'd love to be able to um, connect with folks in that way and hope to see them someplace around the country here sometime. (laughs) Great. Okay. And then tell us more about Praying Personalities and what to expect there. Praying Personalities is up on um, all the online bookstores and hopefully will soon be in your local bookstore It's Praying Personalities, Finding Your Natural Prayer Style. Okay. And then for those of us who are impatient and don't want to wait for the book release, what can we find out if we pre-order it? Oh, we're going to have a really fun, we have a fun Praying Personalities quiz that can be accessible through a QR code or just by going to prayingpersonalities.com. And you can find out which of those four different Praying Personalities seems to connect with you. And I also wanted to mention that um, it's never my intent to pigeonhole someone into a certain personality type. And so you might find that you are an overlap of a couple different kinds. And so the different practices from, you know, those different kind of praying personality practices might resonate with you. 
Okay, that's great. And hey, uh, friends, just be sure to check out um, our show notes for this episode, and we'll make sure to have those links there too, so they're super easy to find for you. And Janet, we just are so grateful that you took the time to join us again. We love it when you join us on the podcast, and we're already looking forward to the next time. So (laughs) thanks for being with us today. Thank you both for having me again. It's always a delight to hang out with you. Thank you. And and thank you, friends, too, for joining us on the Growing Home Together podcast today. And if you'd like to connect with uh, Joanna and I, uh, you can find us at growinghometogether.com. And on our website, we have also have lots of resources for you on prayer and all kinds of downloads for uh, marriage devotional and different ways that you can connect with your family. At Growing Home Together, we're caring for the soul of your family. And we're growing home together with you. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Growing Home Together podcast. We hope you enjoyed it and found some valuable insights to help you care for the soul of your family. Remember to check out growinghometogether.com for more resources and stay tuned for our next episode coming your way soon. 